Rawr, I'm the sports sports monster. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm Ben Wheatmartian, and I'm sitting alongside Ashley Chavez, who didn't realize I was going to do my famous <laughs> sports sports monster character to start this one off. I know it's my fault because you do it every time, but you said you weren't going to, and I believed you. You said yeah. specifically, I'm not going to do the monster roar. It's too bad. I did it. And you did And it. here we go. It's the Sports Sports Podcast. Me every time. Yeah. I had <laughs> to bring it out because this is our first official episode. Uh, Woo! Yeah, I'm very excited. Me too. So, uh, yeah, Sports Sports. This is a podcast where we talk to interesting people about sports. No stat heads. Who cares? I mean, if they want to be a stat head, that's, that's fine. That's fine. And we respect stat heads, of course. No, no hot takers allowed. No hot takers. You're not going to have... Unless you're Skip. a joke. Unless you're a clown hot taker. Yeah. Well, that's what Skip Bayless... Your Skip Bayless is your... Oh, yeah. I meant funny clown. Sorry. A funny person. Right. A funny clown hot taker. Not that like would a, be pretty funny. Like a bad clown. If ESPN had a show that was just... They just did the same shows, but dressed those guys up as clowns. Be them to their true selves. Yeah, that would show be their great. true like, colors. Dress like them up as clowns. That Jason Whitlock and uh, what's that show? Who's Coward and Coward and yeah. Whitlock, just in full clown makeup, but otherwise exactly the same. I'd watch that show. Oh my god, I would for three seconds, which is more than I would ever watch those two. <laughs> yeah, so, that's way more than yeah. I'd give them in real life. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, but this is something completely different, the Sports Sports co- Podcast, and uh, thank everyone out there for listening. Thank you. And I think we're, you know, it's going to be fun. We're yeah. going to have fun, for sure. Yeah, so uh, Ashley, let's check in real quick. How is everything going in your sports world? Everything's pretty great. So uh, basketball playoffs have started, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but I am a Warriors fan, and they're playing the Spurs right now in the first round. And uh, it's a little boring, to be honest. But no, yeah, it's good. They whooped them in <laughs> that first game. They're going to whoop them. And they're playing again tonight. In, right now. In a couple of minutes. Yeah. Or if it hasn't started yet. I'm probably not going to watch too much of the series because guess what? Actually, that's a lie. I am. But I'm more excited about baseball season starting. I'm a Giants fan as well. That's right. That's my number one. Uh, I'm, I'm getting to see some of our new kids pitch, which is a lot of fun. Some of them are doing great. Some of them are still learning a little bit. But that's the joy of the beginning of the season. Yeah, it's always a mixed bag at the beginning of the season. Exactly. When people are not doing well. But sometimes people like start super hot and like I think the Mets have only I think the Mets have only lost like one or two games so far. (laughs) I don't even care. Which is probably not going to last. (laughs) But hey, I'm I like the Mets. As far as national league teams go, the Mets are probably the least offensive to me. So I think that's true. Yeah. If you don't count their fans. Anyways, how's your uh, sports world? Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> My sports world stinks right now. <laughs> As a Cincinnati Reds fan, we started 2-12. and 12. But you won today. Just won. I just watched the end of a winner, which is good. I love when the team wins. Even after 2-12, and 12, I watch this Reds team win, and I'm like, okay, here we go. 10-game yeah. winning streak, yeah. and we're back to 500, baby. <laughs> That's that was the thought I had during this entire game was man just rattle off ten quick wins and then we're five hundred teams because you're a really great optimistic fan. It's a whole new season. Other than that, I'm watching the NBA playoffs too. Yes, uh, I'm watching the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm a big Timberwolves fan, despite being from Cincinnati, and they almost beat the Rockets. That was a good game. And 
what I've been experiencing on the internet all day today after last night's loss to the Rockets, this is Monday when we're recording this, there's been a lot of clips of James Harden's step back threes, and yeah. he's clearly traveling. Like, James Harden travels on those step back threes, he, and that, which I didn't even realize in real time. Like, I've seen clips throughout the yeah, season. It's and it's thrilling and fascinating. It's yeah, like, whoa, but he, cool. like, he took like five steps on one of these ones. They're all these little tiny baby steps, and it looks impossible in real time. But then when you watch the clip, it's like, holy crap, he's traveling. Of course, Jimmy Butler can't get back on him because he's traveling yeah. all the way back. Still an impressive shot, but he's definitely traveling. But it's cheating. But, you yeah. know, James Harden, you know how I feel about him. This week, Ashley, in our inaugular, inaugular, inaugural I've episode. I've up five words already. Yeah, this year. Words are hard. Yeah, this year, this, today, in our <laughs> inaugural episode, which you're about to listen to at home, we have a great guest. His name's Matt Kleinman. Yes. He lives down the street from us, which is pretty Walking cool. Walking distance in L.A. You might know Matt Kleinman. He's gone off the rails recently in a fight to stop Facebook. Yes. And I would say it's a hero's fight. He's 100%. doing he's, he's doing our the champion. Lord's work. Yeah. yeah. Fighting Facebook. You might have found him online, but he's also written for the Onion ne- News Network. Yes. The Onion in general, Onion Digital, various stages of Onion writing, so you know he's very funny. Uh he wrote for Funnier Die. Yep. Creator of the Pitch app. Creator of the Pitch app. Don't know it, get it now. It's That's great. That's absolutely true. And recently he wrote for Problematic with Mush Cash. Yes. We went to a <laughs> taping of that. Yeah, we did. And it was very fun. Had to see Ann Coulter. Yeah, we did see Ann Coulter. She was less fun. But I felt Mush Casher was a great host. He was wonderful. And that show was good. Yeah, it was great. And Kleiman wrote for that. Kleiman talks about, amongst other things, pole vaulting. Yes. And also how sports are art, and I thought it was a great conversation. I thought so, too. Yeah. So without further ado, here's episode number one with Matt Kleinman. This is Sports Sports. Enjoy it, y'all. Kleinman. Hey. Welcome to the Sports Sports Podcast. Hi. It is, hello. Hey, hey, Ashley. Hey, Ben. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you guys. Wow. It's a pleasure to have you sitting across from you in the Sports Sports headquarters. Yeah. Which is our apartment, me and Ashley's apartment. We oh, should yeah. have a sign. Yeah. Yeah, we could to hit really the sign. really transform the room. And every time we leave, we hit the sign for oh, good luck. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Like, you guys should put a little on-air thing on the outside. We should the also hallway. do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So or neighbors so can keep it down for once. Right, yeah. Instead of belching and uh, <laughs> coughing. It's a real problem that we, we do have. have a belcher. Really? You yeah. can hear him from here? Across the way, and he belches very loudly. It's like it's in your ear. It's like he's right next to you right here. It's like he's throwing his Letting voice, like demons. he's throwing his yeah. belt yes. like a, a ventriloquist. Oh, he might be actually doing that, Yeah, he's which is a talent. Doing, yeah. So if anybody yes. at home, if you ever hear a belcher, that's not uh, us. That's the per- that's the guy, faceless man next door Whoa. who's belching. Or a woman. Or, I'm pretty sure it's a guy. <laughs> There's no way <laughs> those sounds are coming fair. from a woman. Like Women can do everything a guy can do. Thank but you. But <laughs> yeah. That was Ashley. <laughs> anyway, so um, Matt Kleinman, uh, thanks for coming on the Sports Sports Podcast. What we like to do to start things off is to just ask you your history 
with sports or just where you are as a as a sports fan, a sports participator sure. and uh, saying zero percent is fine too sure yeah. sure sure well uh, i was a varsity athlete so uh, well so no not zero percent at all Whoa. no shame here guys i was a varsity athlete in high school and uh, in college for one uh, semester <laughs> uh, before quitting literally i quit the the night there was like the finals or whatever you know our division finals and I competed on the first day, and I was supposed to get on a bus to go back for the second day just to cheer everybody on. But I was too hungover from doing a comedy show the night before, and I just didn't go. I just didn't show up, and that was the last time I ever did sports. <laughs> <laughs> and that was your freshman year of college? My freshman year of college. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what college did you? Uh, I went to Haverford College. And that's a, is that a, a Division D3, one, two, very, three? Very tiny. D3. D3. Uh, I wasn't recruited or anything like that. Nobody asked me to go be on. The, no, the, the coach was like, you should be on. Because I was a, a pretty good pole vaulter in high school. I was a decent. And I would have done well in college, but my head just wasn't really quite in the game. Too many comedy shows. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, my head was swimming with laughs and, and jokes. And Man, that's a good place to be. Are you a fan of any sports, uh, any sports teams? No, no. I wouldn't pretend. Uh, I do like watching... I mean, I follow pole vaulting somewhat, like more than most people would. Yeah, yeah. That's if you great. follow it for uh, one I second, do. that's more I than do. most. People. I mean, do you do you like going? Do you like going to say Super Bowl parties? Sure. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like hanging out. You're not a hating of sports. No, and I've sure. softened on this uh, a lot. I used to get in arguments with people, friends of mine who are into sports, about how sports are dumb and. That kind of stuff to sort of argue the point, or I have various takes on sports and things like that. But the truth of the matter is, I, you know, look, I like hanging out when people are watching sports. It's just a way to hang out. I'm right. more than happy to hang out with sports, and a good game's a good game, you know. Uh, and all, you know, I, I'm happy to be to have like whatever passing knowledge of sports I need to have in order to enjoy it when it's on. Right, right. So that that's what I, I try to attain. So like the local team doing well, doing bad, I'll make sure to know that. Uh, when I mean the Eagles, uh, that was a big deal. Uh, my my dad's from Philly. My wife is from outside Philly, so like I was keep keeping up with that. That was yeah, really exciting. Yeah. And then that was just like a great game. Objectively, you could show that game to an alien who doesn't know anything about concussions, doesn't know anything about <laughs> that would help uh, actually. That would make it better football. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know anything about the scandals. Football is way better if you don't know anything about football. Yeah, right, exactly. Wait, they might have solutions. Maybe they do. Their Hopefully aliens they... are smarter. Yeah, that's, that'd so, be great if the aliens had the solutions. Uh, actually, to aliens, football. if you're listening, yeah. you must yeah. say something. You must fix concussions. Aliens with their big, soft brains come down. Yeah, here, exactly. Giant, like Mars attacks. Here's like, what brains, we did. And yeah. they see us <laughs> smashing them against each other. I mean, do you they think all just like oh, like hold their heads? Like, how could you do this? Don't do that. Leave we have game. the technology <laughs> on Mars <laughs> that we've been using for years. Great. So, uh, yeah, that gives me a nice, uh, that gives us a nice. It's like a good level set there for you guys. Right. So uh, what the uh, deal is. I also, some uh, a good friend of mine is, uh, my friend Ethan is a, a basketball writer. And so gotcha. because of that, I sometimes know more about basketball than I otherwise would. And I sometimes know more about basketball than basketball fans do. But very, like, like specific things that Ethan tells me just because he knows I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and he knows I won't tell anybody because I won't really even understand what he's telling me. So like I'll sometimes know secrets 
Right, right. And oh. having known you for a number of years now, uh, Matt, I know that like you are an interest, you are an interested person in, in all things. Absolutely, so yeah. you're a There's curious man. Yeah, so. if something interesting is going on, I'm happy to hear about it. Happy to know. Yeah, whether it's sure. sports or not, anything. Um, yeah, definitely. And then one more thing I'll say is we've all been. I think we've all been through that phase. Although I don't know if you have actually. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, mm. but that phase of uh, an artist's life mm-hmm. where you do kind of shun sports to some degree i don't i've never went so far as to say i hated it but there were a few years where i was like not as uh vehement about sports because i'm because i thought that was some sort of conflict yeah yeah uh, with art but you know yeah oh yeah i think everybody's gone through that. i've definitely had that yeah well i will i say i mean i do i uh you know we can definitely talk about pole vaulting but i do also want to talk about sports as art absolutely yeah we will get to that too sports is art i think um, that's which i if you're using the theme song that we've that we've uh hopefully we'll be recording for you guys this week oh yeah yeah that's another thing for any anyone listening you have already heard Matt Kleiman's voice on the theme song of the Sports Sports Podcast, yes. which he's about to record <laughs> sometime <laughs> in the future. We've got a demo. We sent a scratch demo to these guys, and it was approved. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, but the theme approved by the whole yeah by the whole board yeah, approved yeah, good, the good. theme song. But the theme of that is sports is art. Art is sports. This is what this Absolutely. is my new kick. My new this is my new theory. And that's a great discuss. It's a great theory. Well, yeah. let's before we get into that, right. let's move ahead to your chosen topic. Uh, yes. Matt, which was pole vaulting. Yes. Pole vaulting, one of uh, the many events of track and field, also known as athletics yes. around the world. It is better known as athletics. Yeah. Um, and you and me actually share this because we were both college and high school track and field athletes. Yeah. Uh, we both I wore was, the onesie. Right. We both donned the onesie. The onesie, yeah. Distance runners don't <laughs> usually wear onesies. <laughs> we, we wear singlets and short Sorry, shorts. Sorry, singlets. Usually. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. A singlet. Not a serious. Onesies are more for the sprinters <laughs> and the wrestlers. But before we get into Matt Kleiman's thoughts on pole vaulting, for the viewers who aren't familiar with pole vaulting, I have five things just that you need to know about pole vaulting. Number one... Pole vaulting originated in the Netherlands as a means for people to hoist themselves across marshes. Not over things, but across things. Across wetlands. Number two. Pole vaulting became a full medal event in the Olympics in 1896 for men, but not until 2000 for women. If you can believe that. Pole vaulting wasn't an Olympic event. These are real facts. This is a true or false? This is an absolutely true fact. Yeah. 2000. I didn't even know that, and I was running track in 1998. I, I, it's crazy that that's Stacy Dragila. Was she the first? <laughs> Stacy Dragila. I was remember her. She yeah. must have been uh, the first. Was I don't know if she was the first medalist or anything, but she was a huge pole vaulter. Yeah, she uh, was the first major uh, American, at least, female pole vaulter. Right. Right. Yeah. Fact number three about pole vaulting is modern pole vaulters used to fall into pits of sawdust or sand after attempting to clear a height, but now they fall into big pads. Mm-hmm. Now, if you see any of the old videos or pictures of old pole vaulters falling into some sawdust. Sawdust. Yeah, from like 10 meters up or however high eyes. they were going. That was up to, until like the 60s they were still falling into sawdust. Splinters probably. Yes, yeah, so splinters. And then all sorts Eyes, of stuff in your shorts, nose, probably, too. Shorts? Uh-oh. Get into your undercarriage. You don't want that. Um, okay, number four. The pole vault world record is 6.16 meters, which is 20 feet and 2.5 inches. No. Held by Frenchman Renaud Lavigne. 
Whoa, not even a guy from the Netherlands. No, no not no. the Netherlands. It's France. <laughs> Netherlands Netherlands haven't really held pole vaulting as their major sport. Yeah, I think they're probably yeah. too tall of a people, the <laughs> Netherlands. I think I was going to say, yeah. I get it because they're tall, but I was like, wait, that might not work. Height is good. Them. Height is good. It's an interesting proportion that makes somebody good. Exactly. You can't be too yeah. tall, but you can't. But also there are some well-known, ta- like I think the tallest really major competing one was... Um, like probably six eight, and he was this. I think it was this Brazilian dude. Sorry, and it was this Brazilian dude. Uh, I'm actually I'm googling right now just so I get some of my names straight. Sure, sure. Uh, but anyway, keep keep. This going. is a phone friendly. Yeah, phone. If you need to look up facts, it's okay with us. Absolutely, yeah. Please look up facts, and for people at home, feel free to look up facts. Please while look we're on your phone. Boned up just a tad more. I'm Finally, and this this is a good springboard toward uh, I think our conversation, Matt is. The final fact is, while technique and upper body strength are vital, running speed is often cited as the most important aspect of success in pole vaulting. People a lot of times think of it as a, uh, a strongman's game, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's a perfect commune of strength, agility, technique, and speed. They say pole Whoa. vaulting is the decathlon of individual events, which Whoa. the more you think about that statement, the less it means. Yeah, but, yeah I'm not going to stop, I'm gonna hard, stop, I'm gonna stop the thought right there and that agree makes, with you. That makes yes. perfect sense. Yeah, yes. it is. Uh, it does, of all of the track events, and I'll, I'll let you go from here, Climate, because you know way more about pole vaulting than I do, but of all the track events, track events are, by design, simple a race to see who's fastest over a distance, who can throw something the furthest. But pole vaulting has so many different elements to it. It's definitely the most complicated of track and field events, obviously, except for the heptathlon and decathlon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, very few require... I mean, it's also the most expensive, I believe. Uh, it's expensive to maintain a pole vaulting team. Sure. There's all this equipment and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, how much those have. poles? Uh, the poles can cost a few hundred bucks each. Yeah. And you got to fly break? them. And then when you travel to meets, <gasps> oh, you got to fly yeah. them across yeah, yeah, the yeah. country. Yeah. And right. they break, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's always it's always like this. I, well, I was going to say urban legend, but it's not. It's like very real that like it's on certain airlines. It has been known to happen that Olympic athletes, even when they're traveling, the airline, they'll get their poles back and they'll have been sawed in half. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which by, is... Like by people trying it's to just like a completely inexplicable thing. Why you would think that that is a good like, well, they need to get there no matter what. And sawing them in half <laughs> for, like for nefarious together. reasons or for practical no, no utilitarian. Reasons. All I know is that that people will get their poles sawed perfectly in half. Oh. As if they're still useful. I'm yeah. livid. I'm livid right now just yeah. thinking about I mean, it. the exactly. airlines, I could go off on a whole Ugh. thing about airlines. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Don't get us mm-hmm. started I'll be tweeting mm-hmm. to United by the end of this Yeah, uh, yeah. I was looking at you, United. You know yes. this. United, you know this. Aren't they killing dogs? They're killing dogs killing They're going dogs. down into the cargo hold, shooting dogs in the head. Yeah. I mean, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they're not going to blink at sawing a pole vault in half. Oh, no. They're busy throwing fucking cats into <laughs> shredders yeah this is <laughs> this is child's play that's little league to them nothing <laughs> well matt uh, let's start with the beginning like what in the most basic form what do you like the most about pole vault i guess i started doing it i did cross country uh when Ooh. i was in high school yeah but <laughs> i was but Love i was country. too swayed i think by some of the cooler kids who 
would just kind of like because we were in San Diego, like the kids. Uh, uh, There's a strong contingent that after about half a mile would just peel off and go to the beach. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Go to the beach. That's probably the downfall of. And then uh, we would time it like, well, and then we come back on the run. Yeah, that's the downfall of running <laughs> yeah. in beautiful uh, yeah. cities. Yeah, and uh, so and I, I actually I should say my freshman year I was I was pretty committed. I was pretty into it. But then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Pole vaulting just seemed like the craziest one. It just seemed really cool. And so it's more of an extreme, yeah, like the extremeness of it. I think so. It also just seemed like, yeah, really weird and interesting. So then I started doing it and I wasn't very good at it. And then I just kept doing it and then I got a little bit better at it and a little bit better at it. And then, yeah, and then I was one of the varsity members of our pole vaulting team. That's interesting. Yeah. So it is like the, the fact of you getting better at it feeling like you're better at it than other people yeah kept the, you the thing it. that's cool about pole vaulting is that every L, at every milestone the next one seems absolutely impossible where yeah. like you're i remember being you know whatever a freshman or maybe i was a sophomore maybe i didn't really i think i was not allowed on the team as a freshman <laughs> i was able to get on as a sophomore because whoa, like, whoa. the cross-country coach didn't like it when people did pole vaulting because it was like no 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 you're a r- long distance runner so right right and i yeah. think i was like somewhat promising there but i wanted anyway but i crossing disciplines yeah but then i just i forced myself on the, my sophomore year whatever but like i remember looking at like a, a, a seven foot high bar and thinking that it was just impossible. How could anyone ever like jump over that? And then like you slowly just work your way up. And the beginning of pole vaulting is just so addicting because like every new, every six inches you go up, it, you just feel like you've accomplished something massive because it seemed so impossible before you do it. Yeah, well, you just launched yourself into yeah, the air. Yeah, and it just seems so impossibly high. And then you achieve it, and then all you want to do is do the next one. You're just like, holy shit, I can't believe it. Dude. Do you remember the first height you got? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's like everybody's first height is what, like six feet, which is like or whatever, like the lowest that the standards will go. Oh, okay. Uh, just because like that's, you know, you got no one's going to jump in immediately start going 10 feet, you know what I mean, or whatever. Right, right. I didn't know if there was like, oh like a minimum that was like, like okay three once feet and learn how to right. like just yeah well it's just it. you like well you first start with <laughs> like, like a long jump pit you just kind of like holding onto the pole and jumping over in the long jump pit and then you yeah and then you just start swinging and like there's very little technique early on as i remember you know i mean there like is but it's mostly just like just like gutting yourself over like come on like whatever it takes to get over some height you yeah, do it just planting the pole has to that's a skill into itself yeah, as you're yeah, running yeah. like yes. running and yes. planting learning a pole plant, yeah yeah and, and then th- learning to swing and then learning to yeah do all that sort of stuff yeah it's just crazy and then some then like eventually it's suddenly it's been like a few months and you're clearing like yeah nine feet ten feet eleven feet and you're just like oh, how is this happening this is so crazy man that's great yeah and what was the curve for you like how quickly did you go uh so up? i so i think so oh, wow i'm trying to remember i think my pr my first year my sophomore year was i think like 11 feet probably Whoa. the pr like, meaning personal like record personal record her. yeah so my jv record was probably like 11 feet All something right. like that which was like pretty good for like jv and then i think i became varsity my next year going like 12 feet 12 six or something like that because uh, what it's like rapid and then and then it's like hard right you have you yeah and uh, then you level you off. level off, uh, right. and then be, and then the sort of because at a certain point so there's a thing in russia it's like no it, it, so there's a certain point they when you start, start at 12 feet 
Well, they, no. <laughs> they Russia. If you don't get twelve feet on the first try, then you're out. You go to the Ozarks. But they, so there's this thing where you start bending the pole. So the progression yes. of pole vaulting is that first you're like straight pulling and then to really get high, you've got to start bending the pole and then using the poles bend as basically. So why running is so important, which you identified earlier, is because essentially the run, that's the energy you're loading into the pole. That's the energy that you're putting into it to bend it. And then as you jump, then that pole will give you that energy so that you can go up. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and so that energy that you're putting into it, you get out, you know, some percentage of it or whatever. So uh, the but to get your technique down, the first thing you're doing is just straight pulling. And I think famously in like Russia, they don't let you bend the pole until you oh. can clear like 13 feet or something. But in America, we take shortcuts and we can start bending the pole whenever sure, we want, sure, and sure. then whatever. So yeah, <laughs> that well, makes we it do it. Easier. It's in the it's in the Constitution. Yeah. We are allowed. allowed to You're bend allowed. the pole whenever we want, or never bend the pole. Or never. Yeah, like whatever you want. You can move to the middle of Montana and never bend the pole. You're free to do whatever you want. That's what they say. With your poles, wherever you go. At what height are you upside down? All the heights. What is it like being upside down? You don't get fully upside. I so I ended my pole vault career. Basically in high school. I mean, I kept doing it in college a little bit, but I blew up my shoulder, which sort of sucked and kind of prevented me from like reaching my greatest heights. Sure. Uh, yeah. But senior it's an year. important muscle. Yeah. It, I, sub, I, kept, I basically dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, oh. While you were pole vaulting? Or yeah, I was just unreal. doing it a bunch. It was subluxing, which means it was like popping in and popping out. But my technique was good enough that I should have been. But basically, I was about to like move up a pole and then I was going to really take it to the next level. Oh, but yeah. I was like, essentially, I was, I knew I was doing a good job. I knew I was upside down. Because I would, and everything happened so fast, but when I landed on the pit, my nuts would hurt because I had punched myself in the fucking Oh, nuts. God. <laughs> Wait, when you landed. Because, no, this is not going to be, this is going to be terrible to, to the, our listeners, but imagine, imagine sure. that Okay, you're, close your eyes. Yeah. Close your eyes. Imagine. And now, so you're, you're, you're holding the pole, you're running, you plant the pole, so that, so imagine you've got your right hand is high. As straight as it can be up in the air and your left hand, this is if you're right handed, is pushing out in front of you. And that's like what a classic plant is like. Uh, and there's some disagreement on some of this, but I, well, the, the philosophy that I go with, which is the Sergei Bubka, who was the greatest vaulter alive until uh, this Frenchman, Lavagne, yeah. broke his record. That record stood in front for uh, 20, 21, 21 years. years? I, I just looked it up. Oh, okay. That's why. 21 years. Well, because he said it in like 1990. <laughs> yeah. So now, so imagine you've planted that and now you're, now you're, 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 you're right leg, right, is driving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, you jump off your left, your right leg is driving forward, and then, uh, and so it's bent, and you're in a position, you look like you're like kneeing, it looks like you're trying to like knee a giant in the crotch. Uh, I'm sorry for all of these, I'm sorry that we're yeah. mostly talking <laughs> about it's a lot of smacking nut, balls. Uh, mostly balls but it's, Testicles. I think it's a major theme, there's, I mean, the most horrific, you want to watch like the most horrific pole vaulting video that you can find. Uh, it is it's unbelievable it's from the i believe the sydney olympics it's this man i don't remember what nationality he is it's, it's oh my god it, it is a truly epic fail it is a or what it's like so he clears a height at it's the at olympics. A, it's at a pro oh it's at the olympics it's at the motherfucking olympics wow in 96 <laughs> atlanta i believe or maybe it's barcelona whatever 92 or 96 
and he clears the height. And so this is what's important. So you, uh, so whatever. So you kick up and then you go upside down. You're essentially vertically upside down and the pole is bent. And then you do a handstand on top of the pole. If you're really good. I never got to that point. I just got to the point where I was upside down and I was able to like kind of jump a little bit over my handhold. That's when you know you're starting to get good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is when you jump higher than you're holding. The yeah, pole. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so you, but, and then it, it pushes you up the pole. Now you've loaded all that energy. It kicks you up over the pole. You do like a handstand and then you go over the bar. And this is what this man did. He went over the bar and he, you see him celebrating. He just cleared a height at the Olympics. And then this extremely rare thing happens where his pole that he had just let go of, rather than falling towards the runway, which is common, falls towards him under the bar. And he's celebrating in midair, both hands up, and it nicks his balls. And you just see it. You see, like, you just the sack just kind of get hit by the butt of the pole. And then you just see him go from like ultimate elation to just like oh, <laughs> like oh boy! Oh my god! Wait, did it just no. bump his nuts? It or basically did it, like, like fell. And did it he was, was like a like going to the ER? No, no, level. it bumped oh, his okay. nuts. I don't think he was. I don't think he was harmed. But it's like you watch it, and it's like it just glanced and hit his. I mean, it hit it. It hit him bad. Like it didn't like impale his balls, but it like ooh. ooh. That's like all you can say. Right in the pole. It's like, it, and it's such a, I've never heard of or seen anyone this happen to ever again. It's like a one in a bajillion shot and happening oh, at boy. the Olympics. Oh, <laughs> so, God. Everyone's watching. Yeah. It's so crazy. Uh, and, you know, he's got the light, tiny little track shorts on, so you really see it make contact. Absolutely. <laughs> I oh, can't wow. recommend finding this video enough if you really want to see one of the most pristine nut shots that's yeah ever. that's a nut fail right oh, there man. oh man uh but anyway so i just to get to me hitting myself in the nuts uh would be upside down essentially or getting on my way there and then i would you kind of clean the pole is what it's called where you hug it as close as you as to yourself as you can to kind of get height over it and i knew i was doing a good job because i like was so close to the pole and cleaning the pole so uh, thoroughly that I would punch myself in the nuts, but it's all happening so fast that I wouldn't notice it until I landed. Yeah. Anyways. So I knew I did a good job at when I would, when, yeah, when my nuts would hurt when I, when I landed, uh, <laughs> that's great. Wow. Yeah. Well, that brings up, yeah, that brings up a great point, which I've always been jealous of pole vaulters and to a lesser degree, high jumpers mm-hmm. is when you clear, you, it's just full elation oh, yeah. as you're falling to onto a blue cloud. Oh yeah. There's I don't know if there's many better moments in sports. It's amazing. Than that. You know you did it. You got the split second the fun of you just falling yeah. fun. Yeah. It's you, like a roller coaster. It. It's yeah. like a home run try, yeah. but only you're falling. Oh, that's awesome. yeah. that's uh, the zero gravity home run try. Yeah. And then you get the pump your fist and everybody's yeah. going nuts for you yeah it's beautiful yeah yeah and then you get yeah and then, and then you know you get some showboaters then you know do a little dance sure toby stevenson uh is a classic showboater the silver medalist from 2004 i believe he he would cla- he would uh he was known because he wore a helmet which is rare yeah he wore a skateboard helmet which is rare usually you don't wear a helmet because it's not really going to do that much good because usually people if you get injured you break your neck and a helmet's not well i remember there was there was a time when i was in college and there were high schools uh the ohio i grew up in high in ohio and the ohio high school athletic association 
made it mandatory to wear helmets for wow. a couple of years. I remember a couple states like tried to do that because a couple kids got hurt real yeah. bad. But yeah. it's just like whatever the studies they did, it didn't really, it doesn't do much. I mean, you have the same the injury. Like the, you could trip over a hurdle and and do the same amount of yeah. But really, because really, what usually injured, what killed that kid? I remember when I was in high school and that kid died. That probably oh my led God, to that. Died. Yeah, I mean, you know, accidents happen. Uh, but he, yeah, accidents uh, happen. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, like uh, the people who should be wearing helmets are cheerleaders. I mean, no one is doesn't the most dangerous sport, right? Is cheerleading. This is like that's the most a good question. Thing. So what dangerous? Yeah. It's crazy. Truly, so it's dangerous. crazy. This is my fa- and my favorite pole vaulter who like was at another school. Who I remember watching when I went one year to to like county finals. Who was so good. He was a cheerleader the rest of the year, and then he was a pole vaulter during that season because male cheerleaders are just fucking jacked and you oh, just yeah. and like their gym it's like a gymnastic sport you do all the same you get all the muscles and it's i mean like, you know we uh, you guys should have someone on who was a cheerleader I, i'm really fascinated do we know any really searching for a cheerleader. do we know anyone yeah. who was a cheerleader we must i'm trying to think if i mean there were i'm sure there are people who were cheerleaders in high school that yeah. are, they're walking amongst us yeah. and we don't know so them. hardcore but yeah, I think a male cheerleader is can throw a human, and then a female cheerleader, they they get thrown so high, and they're on like tracks, they're on like running tracks, or you know, football fields, or, yeah. basketball, or basketball courts, courts. Yeah. yeah, hardwood basketball courts, it's and crazy. they're falling all Constantly. over the place. Yeah. yeah, one of my best friends in high school, she went to UC Irvine, was a cheerleader there as well, and was all of like maybe four feet ten, super super tiny. Was getting launched, you know, mm-hmm. constantly. The, yeah, that's the thing. The smaller you are, the farther the, you're getting launched. Yeah, exactly. Launched into you're the getting air. up there, and you have to rely on two to three people, four people sometimes, to catch you in a basket catch. And sometimes you don't because you're so small, you just slip through and you're coming at such a rate. And she's been dropped multiple times. And this, her hips would be horrifying. Like mm. her in a swimsuit would All be bruised terrifying. Up. So bruised yeah. up. Yeah. Well, just from like failed practices yeah. for like regionals and stuff like yeah. that you know when they get like serious about the tricks but at the same time that core work you have to do woo, yeah hey. man you have to be so strong yeah. it's crazy yeah this level strong yeah. yeah it's the thing it's like gymnastics but without but like like i don't know like what do you even casual gymnast or like kind of more practical gymnastics yeah. in a way it's yeah, just like it's almost like gymnastics. a team it's almost like a team floor routine yeah you want to talk is. about yeah. art and sports like gym like cheerleading is the complete fusion of like dance and acrobatics and screaming yes yeah, screaming. right <laughs> yeah and and like rhythmic clapping rhythmic clapping all that stuff yeah but yeah, okay. So let's and being popular, the most important <laughs> right of art and sports is and being you and goes without saying. Go and on. having a burn journal too. Oh yeah, that's the number one thing that all cheerleaders have. Um, but yeah, so burn live journal. Um, any any other thoughts about uh, pole vaulting? I mean, it's such a, a beautiful sport. Yeah. when it's done well, and such a gnarly sport when something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's so usually the kids are like, kid fell because he fell back into the box and he broke his neck, and that's not what the, the helmet's going to protect. You. Oh yeah, but Toby Stevenson, just to close that loop, he was famous for doing like rip roaring uh, celebrations. He right. uses pole as a guitar. He can't have been the first person to do that. That has um, to have. Been I'm not going to say he was the first. I'm just going to say he was my hero when he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just a no-brainer. you got to get up there big old windmills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always... 
I mean, the obvious thing is once you lay back, you pump your fist and then you do kind of a backflip onto the pads or something yeah, sure. like that. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly, yeah. So that's like a standard, I think, pole yeah. vault celebration. I think I would, I would act like I'm swimming through the pad because oh. it's blue, right? So yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. I'm swimming. Water blue. Out of it. Yeah. And then you have high to, concept. After, after <laughs> your swim, quote unquote swim, then you have to just walk off. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it's done. And your and little you're shorts. Like, yeah, your little shorts, and you're kind of excited, but you just maybe did, did I make a fool of myself by doing that? I don't know. People are not cheering anymore. I don't know what to do. I have to make a long walk back. Mm. I don't know. It's worth it. Yeah, and I want to see you pole vault, Ashley. I think that would. Be I actually would really, really love to learn to pole vault. I would love. I to just get don't back even know that. where you could possibly learn. This yeah, adult I mean, I'm 30 years pole, old. You I do break everything. We had some guy who would train with us who was like in his like 50s and then our coach was like our coach like competed still and he was in his like 60s so i think he competed in like senior leagues and i think he was like one he was uh, a well practice uh you'd have to find a high school there's rec track teams i was just i was just watching uh highlights because i follow usa track and field on twitter and they had a bunch of they recently had the indoor national championships and they had masters indoor national championships. Yeah, masters. There you go. Um, so there's a lot of like, you know, 90 year olds like running 60 yeah. meter sprints. But then wow. there was also, you know, 40 and 50 year olds pole yeah. vaulting. And uh, one cool event that this just popped into my head. I totally forgot about this. When I was in college, they did this event. Akron was Akron. I went to Kent State and Akron was the, co- the college I was right next to us. And they had a great pole vaulting program. And they had a couple like national uh, all Americans and stuff. Um, and they had this event where downtown Akron, they put out a pole vault runway, street vault, street, and did a street vault. And it was awesome. It was so cool. Like yeah. you just had some good people, and then some crappy people, and then some old people who hadn't done it in years. Uh, but it was very cool. And yeah, it was such a cool event. I'd always wanted to go no. to one of those, and then Julie and I on our honeymoon, uh, no. we were in Berlin. Yeah. And sure enough, there was we were like doing a tour on our first day and they were setting up for something and we we're Whoa. like, what's going on? And I was like, no, no, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. And then it was a street fall in Berlin and we went. Oh, my it God. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. yeah we we are going to Berlin. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if they'll have a street fall when you go. Okay. But I'll they be might. sure to check online because <laughs> now that I be, now know well, that Berlin having, does have street falls. Uh, because they're having maybe it's this summer or some such they're they're hosting the world championships I think. Uh, in uh, maybe Berlin? the world championships would be in 2019. This summer is every even summer that's not an Olympics. Uh, it's probably like the European games. Oh, maybe it's the European games, which are very big. Yeah, maybe uh, it's to European, European countries, obviously. Uh, and then yeah. we compete in the Pan Am games, right? The Pan American, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was crazy <laughs> because for no. Seemingly no reason to us, uh, Sam uh, Kendricks, who is like the reigning pole vault star in America, was there. Oh, wow. Jumping. And they gave him like a it was I didn't understand at all how this competition worked because they were explaining it. And it was kind of a relay. And they, it was like clearly just promotional. Oh, it wasn't a standard. No, like, no, it was just like kind of. But and he just did the same height, and it was like a pretty low height for him every time. But it was still awesome seeing like the best American. And he's like this young. You, uh, your audience might remember him from a little viral GIF that went around during the last Olympics of a pole vaulter, which was him, who's a vet. Uh, he and he when the. Uh, uh, 
the national anthem uh, played, he was on the runway, had just started going, and he just stops, drops his pole, oh, and like yes. uh, holds his hand yes. over his heart. Yeah, yeah. During I do the, remember that. the national anthem, and then it finishes, then he picks his pole up, and he goes and jumps. Man. <laughs> and that, that was a, a little I viral totally moment. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, so that's him. He was a real sweetie. Oh, uh, sweetheart. He was there, and then his manager was there, the, the, who they interviewed, Jeff Hartwick. Who, when I was in high school, Hartwig was the rating American champ. Oh wow! Uh, and I th- even uh, he wasn't that active, but he just had the American record at the time. Uh, and so that was cool. They talked to Jeff Hartwig and they talked to, to Sam. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Man, stumbling upon a street vault. Oh, it was awesome. What a lucky, yeah, lucky course of events. It yeah. was I amazing. know. Yeah, it was super perfect. Cool. Very happy. Beautiful, yeah. just like art. Yeah. Whoa. Is a quick transition it to the next topic of conversation, yeah. which is Matt specifically came to us. We asked yes. for a topic to yeah. talk to, and Matt specifically said, "I want to talk about sports as art." Yeah. So here's here's I uh, sports is I've talked about I've, me and Ben have had arguments about things recently. My but prior to this development, my slightly maybe more closed minded and cynical position was that sports is a TV show. Yeah, which is a that's and, a very weird, simplistic uh, way to classify uh, something wait, as big as sports is a TV show. But but, you know, I think there's a lot of compelling arguments that sports is a TV show with a cast that, you know, just has to act in a very particular manner in order to be deemed good acting. Well, yeah, and but so, then but then you have to uh, expand. Sports are, are things that kids do. Uh, they play t-ball. Professional sports are, are a TV show. And uh, recreational sports and teen sports, that's like doing high school drama. It's like plays. <laughs> They're plays. They're basically plays. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But like as far high as... High school track meets for these guys six hours. Well, I mean, isn't like just being a child in high school being like high school theater then? Because there's no script. There's no. I mean, I guess you say that they have to act in a certain way, but don't you feel that way if you're in a certain group? Here's friends. Well, here's why. Yeah, sure, I suppose. But here's why I say it's a TV show. Why professional sports is a TV show uh, is because like that's what drives its existence. Right. Is the is the money advertising dollars and sure there are very they have a very large studio audience that pays to go but the big money in sports are from the tv deals well yeah but to say it's just a tv show because there are many sports uh leagues that don't that aren't on tv uh, professional sports competitions that don't exist on television sure um so just and they're not say nearly as TV lucrative well, <laughs> as the people who get them TV jobs. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But not all things are uh, sure. Professionals Just on TV doesn't mean it's a television show. Well, well, I mean it's a show on TV. It gets big I mean, ratings. Absolutely, seen public access. You consider that a show? I here's look town what, hall meetings. What are, are those we, shows? All right, but here we know football isn't doing so well because the ratings are going down. Yes. Right. Because the viewers, the viewing audience, the fans are tuned into different channels. It's not channels doing so well. Because like, the actors there was a are getting decline. hurt. It's totally fine. The actors are getting right. hurt. I mean, it's the same thing of saying that uh, C-SPAN is showing a TV show. It is. Court TV is <laughs> showing a TV show. Yeah. But well, that stuff would well, go on. That stuff would I, go on. The point that I'm making, though, is that these things, they're influenced, I think, irreparably. I think they're 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 significantly influenced by the fact that they're being watched on television. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they do get the most money. From yeah. That. And I, I'm not, I, would I also, agree that also, I'm not some sort of like, uh, you know, sports sure. um, purist or anything like that. I understand the effect that advertising and TV ratings and stuff has on. Sure. But also, and I think sports. that a lot of, at a professional level, a lot of what's affecting the mind state of players is not how they're doing in the game. It's like the, the drama of what's happening. Right. Like this is like a lot of running a sports team is managing your cast, is making sure that they're all happy. Yeah, that's more of a metaphor mm-hmm. than the fact yeah. that it actually is know. the thing. I don't know. I mean, there's just like, uh, you know, managing a team. It's all about making sure that, you know, you're not hurting anyone's feelings, that this guy doesn't feel like he was you know, pulled too early because of his ability. It's this about managing just, yeah, ego. You can apply metaphor. this to yeah. everything. Can you name something that you can apply this to? Not on, not, not that's on television. No, just <laughs> but anything, television. anything in general. Yeah, yeah, that you but can't it's apply on. But, but it's on television. But well, it wouldn't because it's, it's public. Even if it's not on television. Hey, t- let's let's talk to the Oakland A's fans. Put them on the phone. Here's what let's I, talk to the Dodgers fans. Right. They can't even watch their team on television and because look, Ethan, everything is screwed up. Look, I, and had, they still go to games and watch. So who pays? Here's the thing. If you're a basketball player, for example, if you're a big basketball player, most of your salary doesn't matter to you. Your salary doesn't matter to you because what really matters to you. And sponsors. Sponsors. Shoes. You're really a shoe. You're really a Nike employee. You're talking about you're talking about a very specific small set of athletes, which is NBA stars. Big (laughs) NBA stars. So and the smaller ones who want to be employed by who want are looking to get a job with a shoe company. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they should be able to do that. Oh, all I'm saying is what you are talking about is a simile, I believe, and not the fact that a sports are know. a TV show. I don't know. Now, if we now want look, to talk, now, expand that right. to sports are art. Now, so, so, so that's so what here's, I thought we'd be right. talking yeah, about. Right. Yeah, but I, hear, on, but I bum rushed you. Let's get to it. So bum here's, rushed me here's into the thing. Look, clearly there's a lot concept. of friction around this, around this idea. So <laughs> here's, know, so my, but my position has evolved because I, I yes. see this. It's not, it's not a, this is not, you know, it's, it's only marginally defensible, this position, and it's certainly not constructive. However, I've now. That's what, exactly what I want. These now, are the types of things that we want to hear. So now, <laughs> here's my new position, which is that I want to extend an olive branch. And it's because, you know, art's having a tough time a little bit right now. Sports. Well, Sports, sports are doing pretty well, or sports are having a tough time right now. Sports are doing fine. I think they're doing NFL's just fine. Yeah. Not doing so great, but everything. But else sports is, in general are yeah. doing fine. Way better than art. Yeah. yeah, way better than art. And here's the Unfortunately. thing. Unfortunately, I'd like for art to throw in with sports. I think it's time. We need our big brother, sports, to help us out. <laughs> now I've heard you. I've heard you mention this before. Yeah, sports is just kind of. And this is. I'm taking a, a phrase from you. Mm-hmm. I'm in sports. Uh, is art that figured it out. Yeah. That figured it. Explain that. Well, sports is art that, because they're, I mean, like, the idea of, like, pure art, right, is that you're doing it for the love of doing it, and you're expressing something for the sake of doing it, and you've learned a craft that you're using to express something. And sports, while there's less, uh, to some degree, the, the level, what you're expressing through the art of sports are... Uh, different sometimes and maybe not quite in some ways as targeted and specific like you can make an art a piece of art that's just about that trump sucks you can't hit a baseball in a way that's like trump sucks you know what i mean but 
you know, watching sports, the reason why people like sports is because of the metaphors and because of the story that you, you kind of what, because of what you project onto sports and what you kind of learn about humanity by watching sports and what you learn uh, about those kinds of things in the same exact way you do when you watch art. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's, that's a very well-made point. And that's, I think, something that we've evolved to um, because the way that we tell story, the way that like the NBA tells stories through these players and through teams and rivalries and everything is, is beautiful art. And it's art that's unpredictable because it's real and it's beautiful. Uh, that's not something that, you know, when they first started playing basketball with Peach Baskets... Peach baskets? Yeah. Peach so. baskets. They weren't thinking of that. They were just thinking of uh, ways to uh, get get young men's uh, energy out. Um, <laughs> just to tucker out these so young to men. Tucker them out so they want to <laughs> fight each other <laughs> in the Don't streets. They stop getting into trouble. Um, yeah. But th- I think that's a beautiful thing that uh, sports, has, sports and humanity have come to this point where they can... Uh, you know, tell that story in a way. And it has become more artistic, I think, every year. Yeah. And I think we project a lot on sports. I think we like make sports, you know, sports is life, right? And art is life. They're both reflections of life. Yes. But sports is more easily monetizable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's and art, absolutely true. And art is similarly useless, just like sports, right? They're putting all this energy into a meaningless, I, I mean, I, I shouldn't say meaningless, a unconstructive, and you're not building anything. You haven't finished a basketball game and you've built something that will last. Sure. You just did something that existed and then there's scores that you can record. Similarly with a, a movie or something else. You know what I mean? You're not, right. It's a display. Yeah. It's a display. Uh, and, uh, but, whatever reason the display of sports resonates with more people or with more people in a way that they're willing to shell out the, the dollars for more consistently than art. Yeah. And I think it's because of the, the built in drama and also it's easy to relate. Like people at home relate with sports because they played them or they've experienced them in, in a more intimate fashion, and now they're in a more like intimate amateur fashion, and now they're watching the best of the best doing yeah, it. Yeah, there's something fun about watching someone almost like impossibly. They're they're built so perfectly for what they do that mm. it's impossible for you to do this one thing, but you've tried it once, so you can relate to it. There's something fascinating about that. Like that's why football and basketball are so great. And so entertaining and popular because these people are, are really freaks. And it's so great to watch and be so good at something that I can play in the backyard right now if I yeah. wanted to. But if I saw someone like make a beautiful like if I like watch a runway show and watch this most the most incredible gown, craziest gown I've ever seen. I like it's not as easy to make and like do in your backyard and just get this whole thing done, whatever. Right, so, so it's well, but I but I would say they're both relatable, just in different ways, right? I you want so, art to be relatable because it's reflecting your life, or you know, I wear clothes or whatever. But also, they you both, know. yeah, they both are something. They both represent you, 
Because sports represent you. It's a, it's a town. It's a team. It's it's a player. It's something that you identify it's your with. Skills. And that yeah. Exactly. And it's same with art, that you, you dress yourself in a certain way to represent sure. yourself. You like a certain team to represent yourself. It's, but in a way, there's like more artistic projection on sports, right? In a way, your mind is doing more artistic work when you're watching sports and you're like relating to them because like that guy isn't doing anything that you're doing. You're doing he's doing something completely different. That guy isn't even from your town. That guy doesn't like he moved here. That's a thing that you take and you throw away. You never think about the fact that I mean, I don't at least well, everyone it's the same on way. my team. It's yeah. like, I don't want to think about that. You're from Georgia. I want to think that you're from San Francisco right. and that you're representing our team and we're all together and we're best. Friends. Right. But really, like, they don't know. But you really, either. no, no, no. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, yeah. Similar to like you suspend disbelief in that you, an actor is not. Abraham Lincoln in real life sure. we're, we're watching a person play Abraham Lincoln we're watching my Cincinnati guy my Cincinnati my friend Cincinnati guys. hit home runs yeah and, yeah and but it's that. the same thing it's here you are projecting something onto that absolutely yeah uh yeah. and uh, but the point is I think but really more specifically it's the the fact that you're getting really good at doing something meaningless that I think is what really makes it an art to me, is that, I mean, meaningless. Is that it's not a life or death situation. And that it's not construct. Is that it's not you're not building a house. You're not building a but even utility. Building a you're house not a utilitarian like thing. You're practicing for war, or you're practicing for something. At the anything. most, that's like what the most practical thing is that sports I mean, are doing. I wouldn't say that sports are meaningless. I, that it is meaningless. I would say we, but we project all the meaning onto it. But that's like everything. Yes. Okay. As far as art is concerned. Yeah. That's not, you don't project meaning onto no, an apartment uh, building. The apartment no. building is, it houses you. It does something functional. But, but someone did design and build it and make it nice. Yeah. I like it. Sure. Which is no, the I art know, of it. Which is like, which is the art of it. We're going in circles. Yeah, but, I'm sorry. Yes. And you know, you could argue that construction is an art, I suppose. But I would. Yes. Yeah, but I think there's a more utilitarian thing to it versus sports and uh, traditional art as what we're saying or like, you know, television producing plays or TV or drama or something like that. I think art, I think sports has more in common in a way with someone doing a play than it does with someone to be building a house. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It is it is it's more of an entertainment yeah. it's more of you're an leaving, entertainment as opposed to you're leaving any everything other art out there. On the stage, yeah. On the stage, it, the uh, court, the, the, the field, the track. You're leaving it all out. The runway, yeah. The runway. The runway, which could be either a pole vaulter or yeah. a fashion. It's true. Yes. Fashion designer, leaving it all out on the runway. But or I, what's, a racetrack. What's mo- or a racetrack? Absolutely. Oh, car racing. I don't know. Is car yeah. racing? Oh my god, so much a sport, and I will argue that to <laughs> the death. That is a. You a have to talk be so strong to drive time. a stock car, and I am willing to do this. Yeah. I will do it. All right, all right, all right. Well, the point is, I just think we need to throw in together because we need each other. Because yes. for example, because athletes need art to tell their stories, so people will stop making them hit each other in the head. Will Smith. <laughs> The artist <laughs> helping draw attention to concussions. Sport, look, sport. I'm saying sports. You need us too. We tell your stories. We depict you. We inspire the next generation. So yeah. You wouldn't yeah. have an audience of people who are able to project those stories onto you. Right. It, like we were such a trained audience to project drama and and all this stuff. Exactly. And art. You need us, and art needs you because we need that money. To help Absolutely. make us, to help let us do the dumb, meaningless thing that we want. So to. here's my here's my pitch. 
that uh, this is a way to fuse it is what should be happening is we should be showing short uh short films and tv series during games during games kind of like wow. simpsons uh tracy ullman show style interesting so sports become just variety shows yes and they already have this but currently the entertainment is bad yes the entertainment is banned yeah. and and they, it's always heavily sponsored it's not art really it's, it's stupid you know, yeah it's it's not although those i will make an argument for the superstars if you guys are familiar with the superstars i love the superstars no. those are those kind of inflatable guys that people are like you oh, maybe yeah, you've yeah. seen uh, uh clammy sosa which is, oh yeah, uh, the like you're talking inflatable. halftime shows. <laughs> yeah, or yes. or kind of the sideline shows that happen in between innings or something. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Clammy Sosa like eats a ref. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then he there's spits out his hat. Who's the uh, woman who's on the unicycle? Panda. Her name's oh like yeah, Panda. yeah, Panda. Yeah, the woman. Is yeah. her name Panda? I don't know. But it's something it's Panda. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 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 She like balances plates, plates on a unicycle. And someone stole her unicycle. And the Warriors found it. Oh, yeah. they did? The Warriors, like in, the players did? Like, like I, don't think the, I don't know if the players did. <laughs> Here it is, guys. But the it's Warriors, under the bleachers. The Warriors, like, <laughs> called out, like, yo, community, help her find this unicycle because some jerk stole it. And then someone was like, I found it. That's so wonderful. It's probably That's the person sports, that stole it. Let's be honest. Sports but helping sports art. Sports helping art. Yes, here we yeah. are. Sports is art. Art is, is art. art is sports. Please, let's help, help each, each other. other out. Sports, if you could just show some of our short films during. Uh, and here's my <laughs> other idea. This is the other thing. I've, I, I've always wanted to do this. I want to shoot a sitcom in the middle of a football field and shoot it with the sports cameras. Yes. Why Wait, are what, we utilizing what do you mean? those In the middle more? of the football field, like, like while football a, games going on? No, no, no. Or no. Just, like, just separate. Field. Separate. But use the... Because like, there's cameramen in sports. There's oh, directors. Yeah. Many, many. All these things. Set up a stage. Set up a set in the middle on the 50-yard line. But have actors there. But you shoot them from, you know, whatever. Hundreds of so hundreds of feet angles. away. Same, same angles. Same angles. Same angles. Cameras. Same cameras. Same cameramen and women. Sure. Yeah. Same lighting. All that, but you're shooting something in the middle of the that field. That would be very I would be very curious what a sitcom looks like shot Dude, like that. Dude, I, I guarantee just being on that side of things and knowing what it's like that a sports director would murder the sitcom game. Yeah. They would do so well. Yeah. Because oh, you're absolutely. doing it live and you have yeah. to predict live things. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, I mean, some things are a little predictable, but for the most part, it's like, no, 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 go camera, camera this, camera that, you yeah. know, whatever. And it's wild. Yeah. yeah. And to have like, I think they would be actually maybe they wouldn't kill because they'd be so bored they'd just fall asleep. No. Yeah. <laughs> they are good. Yeah, they're the best in the biz. Well, the why doesn't that have, have that could happen just during a halftime of a, of an NFL game or something? Yeah. You just show like a fifteen minute pilot uh, episode. Well, I would say shoot it. I would Sh- say yeah, shoot I mean, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. shoot, it. shoot it. Shoot it and just have it going live, <laughs> yes. and that's the halftime yes. show yes. instead of you know the Red Hot Chili Peppers and. Whoever else, Justin Chris Timberlake. Martin. Yeah, who needs them? Yeah. What America wants is a sitcom during. Oh, yeah, we want a sitcom during. Okay, so that's where we're landed at is how this is going to work <laughs> is shoot a sitcom during a halftime of an NFL game. Just click. shoot it, show it, all live. Yes, all live. All live. Three all minutes. Live. Then, of course, it'll live online. Just so digital. you can put it on YouTube. It'll live, after it, live on course, digital. Yeah, but absolutely, of course. Yeah, make sure it's three minutes. Cool. Well, Matt, do you have any other things to say about. Uh, Sports and art. Sports is art. We're going to move on to just a, a short game before we let you go. No, no. Look, I, I, all I'm saying is I've, I've grown older and wiser, 
And, you know, th- this is what I think. I think we should all be working together. And I think that everybody would like it. Absolutely. Yes, I and agree. If athletes at any time in the history of sports, athletes are more open now to being part of the entertainment industry than ever. Oh, they love it. They're they all trying to move it. on. Exactly. Into it. Yeah. Some of them are good at it. Yeah. And some absolutely. of them are great at it. Yeah. yeah. You got your Blake Griffins out there. Yeah. My Blake God. LeBron is great, you know? Yeah. Blake's the best. Yeah. I mean, all these guys are great. Yeah. James Harden is super funny. I could live without him. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Well, let's move on. Let's move on to the the game that we wanted to play real yes, quick. I love this game. It's called Root It or Boo It. Ooh. Okay. Root It or Boo It. Okay. I can't say it. So, so I'm this not going to do is, it. I'm either rooting something out of the ground and uh, <laughs> yeah. take, pulling its roots out and killing it, yeah. or I'm a ghost who's trying to scare it. Not scared quite. Scared in a joy. Not scared. quite, <laughs> yeah. but that would, could be a fun other game. <laughs> yeah. So the rules of this game, root it or boo it, are simple. <laughs> Ashley, and I, Ashley or I will say a sports thing, and you have to decide if you root it, meaning you like it, hope it has a bright future, um, and or you think it's a positive thing, or you boo it, meaning you don't like it. You want to throw it in the trash. You want to throw it. Straight into the trash. Um, You can ask questions and qualify your answer or whatever you want to do leading up to your answer, but you have to end on an answer of root it or boo it (laughs) without anything after that. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, proudly. Okay. Root it or boo it. I said it correctly just now for the first time because I do root it or boo it. It's a tongue twister. Root it or boo it. Uh, Root it or boo it sunflower seeds. Root it. Oh. Oh, that was quick. Root it. Nice. Very easy. Uh, I agree. Look, they're difficult. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I also maybe have figured out that my favorite way of eating them is just taking a big whole mess, chewing it until all the salt is gone. Sucking the just, salt off. And then just spitting Whoa, it out. Oh, just spitting whole seeds. <laughs> just, just fuck it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I definitely did that one as a child. Only. Oh, just God. <laughs> No. <laughs> kind of a sharp, gooey mass. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. I mean, definitely the worst thing to points. do. Definitely, you need like you need to either have an empty cup or something next to you. Maybe and the I privacy definitely, of your own home. I definitely wouldn't even do this next to a child who I'm trying to teach manners to. But that to yeah. me is the most decadent way to eat something. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Pretty yeah. Wild. Like a like a little prince, <laughs> like a little uh, porcelain prince boy. Yeah. That's yeah. how he would do it. He would just yeah. let the seeds yeah. fall out. The seeds. It yeah. feels like I might as well put salt on like bark and just chew that. Same Yeah, exactly. Same Put thing. like fake barbecue flair yeah, on some yeah. bark. Oh, yeah, some right. good flavors. Number two, umpires who do eccentric strikeout calls. E- eccentric? Eccentric strikeout calls. So like sometimes you would get an umpire that just says, strike three, you're out of uh. here. And just points with a thumb. But other umpires do a whole like punch out they lean back and do like a ching thing legs up Uh, root it root it 100% yeah in fact I I wish they were in more of a war with each other a cold war an arms race of trying to do bigger and bigger and crazier and crazier things yeah I think there should be some sort of uh, database and maybe there is the internet is a large place there might be some database that shows every umpire strikeout call but I'll watch I mean we me and Ashley watch enough baseball games that we will recognize the strikeout calls of certain umpires because they're so distinctive it's always very nice that is their art that is, yeah, that's really their one and only outlet because yeah. their other outlet is throwing people out. Yeah. And they, that everyone hates when they do yeah. that. If I were an umpire, after I tossed, I threw someone out, uh, just a strikeout, 
I would swim in the gravel. <laughs> out. If it was if it was yeah, the third out, yeah. I would swim, yeah, swim to the dugout. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be fun. And then come like right back because I still fish. have to get back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you got to get yeah. back out there for the next inning. Exactly. Okay. Root it or boo it. Organize cheers at pro sports games. You mean ones that start orga- like from the audience, or like, you know, ones like a, that are like a, a soc- at a soccer game when they have like their chants and everyone's doing it, and then like you mean lift ones that things up. Don't, or- do you mean ones that like the jumbotron spurs you to do? No, no, no. Like, um, I mean, it could be, but I'm, it- I'm thinking like Korean baseball where they like, all right, someone stands up and conducts an entire section of people. Like, all right, bring out the drums, you know, whatever, and someone mm. does and gets. It, when it gets wild, I mean, I was actually, I thinking? was actually thinking that did it, did it, did it, charge oh. and and the wave and uh, various oh. things. So that ones that are conducted by the stadium itself, either conducted by the stadium that happen organically, just anything that's organized yeah. uh, and well, obviously performative. Obviously, the things that happen organically are the best, right? Like when everyone throws their hats for a hat trick, or when people throw. Uh, what is it? Octopuses on the on the ice. Yeah, yeah. Is that Detroit? They yeah, believe. yeah. They throw the octopuses. Obviously, that's the best. And anything organic happening is good. I would certainly root that. But I want to break out for a second and contemplate okay. the ones that the system puts upon mm-hmm. the people. Yeah. Make See, these noise. are the tough. Ones. Yeah, that yeah. kind of things. stuff. And I do know that when I'm there, I do feel a little bit like, come on. Yeah. But at the same time, I also know that that wave wouldn't be happening without it saying everybody do the wave, you know? Yeah. Well, the the wave is singularly, I think, uh, very controversial, controversial, because what I hate is when there's just like a drunk guy who or, or gal um, who is bored with the game mm. that they're watching and they decide to yeah. try to distract everyone else yeah. with trying to start a dumb wave. Yeah, so if you don't have the stadium do it, then it falls to the drunkards. Yeah, it's and I don't yeah. I don't want to have any part of it's that. It's a little tricky. But this but is up to you. This is your root it or yeah, boo it. That said, I'm glad it exists and I'd be worried that if they didn't encourage it that it would stop. So I'm going to root it. Root it, okay. all right. Three for three with root it's. Um, okay, number four, second to last one, the penultimate one. ESPN, root it or Whoa. boo it, boo it, boo it, so quick hard, boo it, boo, boo it, boo it, boo it, no question. And uh, you know, part of that's because you know I know things or whatever. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know things. I know things. Wait, do you know secret things Wait, around are you here? Share well, the things or well, I don't know. How, well, I guess things. I guess there's no, I don't doesn't matter. Ethan, well, from for one, my best Your friend, friend was, was, was like yeah. fired because of like stupid political. There's many. Yeah, there's many reasons yeah. to hate See, like ESPN. stupid bullshit about that. But also fundamentally, even before that, I mean, they're not an. They are not a benign actor. Right. Absolutely. They influence the game. And Absolutely. I think that ESPN should be a news station. And in fact, my greatest argument for why sports is a TV show and not uh, an organic thing is because ESPN influences it so much. And I think as ESPN has lost power yeah. mm. because they're slowly losing mm. their mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. share of yeah. sports, yeah. that... Th- that's becoming less of an issue, yeah. but ESPN, the behemoth as it was like maybe three or four years ago, yeah. the Disney behemoth, yeah. was 
just a full on uh, Death Star. Yeah, of and I think it's bad. I think that's bad. Yeah. I think that. I mean, you know, obviously there are good things about it. Good things that, that came out of it, and you know, even like political positions and things that they take that they're. You know, look, I, I'm not saying that we all want bar sp- barstool sports to be the ones. Uh, yeah, we don't need are, them taking over. That are ruining that are ruining the roost trash pile. Right, exactly. But you know, it's a website that people go to. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, truly, like <laughs> Tucker Carlson's own barstool sports. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do think that I still boo ESPN uh, simply because they, you know, I don't know. I just think they could be more thoughtful about what they're doing. They could still put on. I, it's just, I, I think they could still be making the money that they are without influencing everything the way that they do. Or maybe that's wrong, and maybe they just shouldn't make all that much money. I'm not sure. I think, yeah, I think a lot of the the problems in sports and probably in entertainment in general is just some people shouldn't be making as much money as they yeah, are. Probably shouldn't that's have such good. a big chair. But hey, what are you gonna? I mean. We're going to try our best to get this halftime sitcom thing happening. And I do have to kowtow to ESPN if I'm going to get that. Yeah, the thing is, is that you're going to have to Yeah, ESPN. ESPN. So. Yeah, shit. What about oh, NFL Network? This podcast is going... Maybe my, friend, maybe my maybe good friend Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen maybe maybe our good friend Rich Eisen will want to do it. Yeah, connects. He'd definitely be a more into it and more able to get yeah. it done than ESPN. Can I just on the record right here say... I mean, he obviously I kind of worked with him on this project and whatever. Just a super sweet man. Just a wonderful, talented... Like he runs that man. Uh, very impressed by Rich Eisen, one yeah, of the people I've worked I've, with in the last year who I've been very impressed by. I'm the same way, and yeah. I also have uh, similarly worked on yeah. with him, and yeah. he is great. I've worked with him, so yeah. I mean, because I know you guys and I know uh, your relationship with him, I agree. Yeah. What a guy! Uh, what a guy! What a guy! It's good to know these things. Yeah. All right, in the final right. root last it one, boo it. Last root it or boo it. Boo it. Sneakerhead culture. <laughs> Sneakerhead culture with that Nike deal. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing's more fun than booing sneakerhead culture. Like, very. I mean, these are just dumb shoes. I mean, these are like shoes. Like, and <laughs> you mean shoes just shoes? Are everything. You mean just shoes, or the the shoes that sneakerhead shoes in general, or shoes that sneakerhead types get into? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's just Beanie Babies for uh, like a slightly older set. Right? <laughs> but uh, but that said, it's really funny that we're doing all this over shoes. And I'm trying to think if there's victims in all this. And, you know, I guess it's, you know, whatever the athletes that are forced to do all this stuff, but they make bajillions and bajillions of dollars. And I think I, it'd be the people who are making the shoes for oh, a that's couple true. cents. That's very true. That's yeah. bad. Or whatever. Yeah, that they should be. We should bring those jobs back here, give them to Americans, pay them well, because these shoes are uh, costing a lot of money. And it's not, so that's pretty messed up. But sneakerhead culture is what you asked about, yes. not shoe companies. Yes. Yeah, that's that true. And so that's true. we're talking about the people who line up, who go nuts, talking about, you know, DJ Khaled here who's snapping Khaled about his. got so many. He's got so many. We're talking about that kind of culture. Uh, and it's funny. It's interesting. Although, oh, wait, kids are shooting each other over them. Well, no, that's bad. Oh, yeah. There's it's bad. Room, there's yeah. little, you know, little, but hey, there's am. positives and negatives. Yeah, that said, you know, I wish, I wish kids were shooting each other over my jokes, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. They I should be so lucky to, for to there get to their be hands. A joke culture. <laughs> On before my comedic essay. Yeah. If someone were to <laughs> shoot another kid over my comedic essays, oh, then I'd man. be pretty, uh, be pretty proud actually. Yeah. I'd be sad, but I'd be proud. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> I know I, I finally made it. 
<laughs> guys, I look. I you know, I'm a positive man. I'm a. I'm rooting it. I'm rooting. Rooting. All right. So four roots, fruit it. Four rootits and one boo it. ESPN yeah. gets the load. It took boot. a lot. I was yeah. really prepared to like everything, but then you said ESPN. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a sports thing for you. Well, man, it was such a pleasure having yeah. you here. Thank you, guys. Ben, Ashley, thank you so much. Yeah. Is yeah. there? Can you say your Twitter handle or anything? Oh yeah, else sure. You'd want At Matt say? Kleinman, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I'm uh, mostly shitting on Facebook on Twitter. Mostly that's what I'm doing is trying to. Yeah, and he does Facebook. it very well, folks. He's <laughs> no I one think, does it better. Yeah, yeah, and I think Facebook is on its way out. This is a, really a discussion so. for let's another all time. Let's all, let's all knock on one. Yeah, and, and hope. Yeah, uh, I yeah. really think so. I really hope so. But yeah, but hey, uh, comedy, that's me. I love comedy. Matt, Matt Kleinman. Very, very funny. Very great writer. Thoughtful yeah. writer, Matt Kleinman. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and a and good your friend. favorite pole vaulter. And my favorite pole <laughs> yeah. vaulter. Hey, well, I should shout out to my friend Jeff Coover, who's still in the pole vault game. My training oh. partner, he was a year younger than me, still in the motherfucking pole vault game. He went to the Olympic trials last uh, for the last oh, Olympics. Oh, right. doing Olympic level pole vault Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. And I'm hoping for him uh, for the for the next one. Uh, very talented. He set the school record. He set the state record, I believe. Whoa. When there, when the he, California state record. I believe he did. After, wow. Uh, at the time after. Uh, shout out to Jeff. Yeah, yeah, to Jeff, yeah. Shout Damn. out to Mr. Cooper. Nice. All right. Very good pole vaulter. Ashley, are you Great good? Guy. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Are you guys. good? I'm very good. Okay, good. That was the a great one. Try. Thank that you. was a great one. Sports news artist, sports news artist, sports news artist, sports. Artist, sports is artist, sports is artist, sports is art. And now, an umpire that keeps getting hit with pitches, but he's got to admit, they're strikes.